It's 2023. Hello, everybody. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. All those things. That's all I've got to say. <laughs> I concur. I also say. What do you have to say? I say a very happy 2023 to everyone. I hope there's not too much awful stuff that happens to you as last year yeah. it was a bit weird. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't the best. I hope 2023 is great. The number 23, it's going to be a, a good one. I can tell because of that Jim Carrey <laughs> film. The number 23 and the number 23 uh, yes. is a good number. <laughs> so. Is 23 like, oh, you know, there's some numbers which are like these magic prime numbers or something and everyone thinks they're great. Is 23 one of those? Yeah, I think it is. I think it's like one of those... Uh. Well, in the movie, he's like, I see the number 23 in everything. And he gets obsessed with the number 23. And it's like goes into like numerology and stuff from memory. But, oh, yeah, That's like me with 58. Oh, I, really? I see 58. I hear it everywhere. I see it everywhere. The that's... first episode of this podcast was 58 minutes long. It's just, really? it never ends. Why, what? Oh, I wonder if that's a mystical number. Is it a mystical? It's mine. It's my mystical number. I don't oh. know if it's anybody else's, but it's mine. Oh, and Prince died at 58. Born in 58. He was born in 58, but I think he was 57 when he died. I'm oh, not sure. Oh, okay. Fair enough. I know he was born in 1958. Yeah. I'm going to get a slap on the wrist for getting that wrong. <laughs> for <laughs> oh, sure. Oh, you're close. You're so, so close. Yeah. It's just one off. So close. Yeah. So, how was your Christmas in w warm and sunny Australia? Okay. I'm not going to rub this in to all the people who were freezing yeah. in their Christmas, but it was 33 degrees on Christmas Day. Yikes. Boxing Day was 32. The day after that was 33. And, and then it cooled down a bit to like 26 the last few days. Yowzers. After that. So it was warm. What did you do in this heat that I'm not jealous of? We were camping during oh. Christmas, so we didn't have, we didn't do anything. Mm. We were just doing nothing in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Is it... Which is great. Yeah. Is it something that Australia kind of celebrates in a traditional sense or is it just sort of like another holiday? Oh, no, most people, they go to some relative's house and they have a big lunch or whatever. I just, I just don't care. Fair enough. I just, I just don't care. About, it's just another day. Fair to enough. Me. I can have a big meal any day of the year. Yeah, I have to be honest. Like if I had a choice of celebrating Christmas or going to a hot country and not doing anything, I would choose mm. hot country. Yeah. A lot of people go to the beach here. That's pretty standard. Amazing. And yeah, being as hot as it was, I'm, I, I, didn't, I haven't watched the news, so I have no idea. But I'm sure there were a lot of people at the beach on those hot days. Fair enough. And everyone has a barbecue or something. Yeah. Oh. See, again, I'm the worst person to be talking about Australia because I'm probably one of the only Australians on earth who doesn't like barbecue that much. What? I don't know how to use one. I don't think I've ever actually used a barbecue myself. Really? I've been to many where other people have been cooking and using them, but I don't think I've ever actually done anything myself with a barbecue. I just, I've never had one. I don't want one, you know. Why do you want meat to taste like smoke? I can cook it in the kitchen, cooks it just as well, and it doesn't smell like smoke. I don't understand the appeal at all. Well, I mean, I love barbecued meat. <laughs> but I know people, some people love like these yeah. smoked meats. I hate it. I hate smoke. I hate the smell of it. I hate everything about smoke. It's not good. I just get really panicked about it because I feel like my neighbours are always going to complain about smoke. And I would complain about smoke if my neighbours were. Have you, <laughs> um, have you ever had like really singed, crunchy barbecue meat though, where it's like just even taste like smoke it's just like oh like a juicy oh, had... steak or something like, oh my goodness this is just so good well that's another thing i'm not a big fan of steak 
Okay. I don't know if I said this before. I've never had a great, I've never eaten a steak and thought, wow, that was great. This is a controversial it's, statement. And I've, and I've <laughs> said this to so many people and they're like, oh, you just haven't had it at this place or that place. And so then they take me to these places and I still walk out of there going, eh, no. Nah. And these are like the best places people say. And I still walk out of there going, yeah, okay. I wouldn't choose to eat that if I had the choice. So what is what is your ideal meal? Like if someone's like, right, I'm going to cook for you for Christmas. What do you want? Anything you want. Oh, mm. if someone else is going to cook it for me? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. You can have anything you want. That is what I'm having. Well, I, I, the first thing I thought was curry, but I want to cook that myself because then I know it's going to be right. Fair. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I, I see a pattern, maybe. <laughs> well, yeah. On the spot. I don't know. Like, I'm happy with a pizza. I'm happy with a burger. All, all garbage junk food, obviously. <laughs> but mashed potato, you can't go wrong with that. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't know. Well, I had... For my Christmas dinner, roast lamb, lamb. roast potatoes, roast parsnips, but then boiled Brussels sprouts and carrots, which... Oh, Brussels sprouts. Why? Why do people continue to eat Brussels sprouts? Because they're they're, horrible. They're really tasty if you cook them the right way. I mean, these were boiled, so, you know, that's quite controversial to me, boiling vegetables, but I would do them like halved like in roasted with some chestnuts and some butter and some garlic and herbs. Ooh, okay. That's how, and so they crunch up, you know, you need a crunchy Brussels sprout, I'd say. I say they're horrible, but I really don't care. I've <laughs> eaten them a few times. I don't care either way. They just taste like food. But I know the majority of people don't like Brussels sprouts. So I still, I'm still confused why every, you know, especially Christmas, here come the Brussels sprouts. It's like, if no one likes them, why are they there? Oh. Why do people continue? It's just a tradition. You can just stop any time, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's, um, I can't remember the last time. I mean, I've always had Brussels sprouts at Christmas. I don't remember any time I've had turkey, I must say. I think my family was no. just always very against turkey because it's so difficult to get it actually tasting yes. juicy. You've got to cook it for a, a hundred hours at a certain temperature and yeah, it'll most likely be too dry when you're done anyway. We had goose one year. So when I was, I had quite a big... Um, before my grandmother passed away about 10 years ago, Christmas was a very big deal. So she um, had a quite a big house in, I'm going to sound very posh that we had a very big house in North Oxfordshire, um, in North oh. Oxford. So, and I have quite a lot of aunts and uncles and cousins. So Christmas was always a very big deal at my grandmother's house. And we'd have a three course meal, crackers, yeah, goose or roast beef or something and we'd have sherry beforehand it was like the most oh, wow. posh british christmas you could have without having a log fire we had like a fake log fire there Do you know what? i don't think i've ever had goose you never had goose uh, maybe. i don't think so it's not something you ever see on a menu here I mean, I'm sure I could find it if I wanted to, but it's just, I've never seen it. Listen, let's let's make 2023 the year of the goose instead of whatever <laughs> it is going to be in Chinese New Year, which I don't know. Yeah, it's um, year of the goose. Year of the goose. We've renamed it. That's it. Okay. <laughs> but um, I, will, I, will, I will look. But you had lamb. Lamb is great. Lamb is probably, I mean, I eat a lot of chicken, probably more chicken than anything. Mm. I would say my top three meats are chicken, lamb and uh, pork. Interesting, because you've got so much like eclectic meat choices to choose from living in Australia, I would imagine. Or, yeah, I guess. Don't know. I mean, you could buy kangaroo meat in the supermarkets. You can buy camel. You can buy lots of things. Yeah. But I eat a lot of chicken. <laughs> it's cheap. That's, that's one reason why. It's very cheap 
is probably one of the cheapest, like protein sources, I'm guessing. Right. Uh, but lamb. Lamb is, it's not that cheap, but it's so tasty. The taste of lamb is just so good. There we go. I love lamb. We found it. Someone cook this man some lamb. Cook <laughs> him a lamb yeah. roast dinner. <laughs> but I, I don't like those like cutlets, like those tiny things on the little bones. Oh, tasty. Oh, they're tasty, but they're so small. Mm-mm. And you can literally go to a restaurant and get a plate with like mashed potato and two or three of those lamb cutlets and pay like 20, 30 bucks for it. It's like, what? There's no meat on that. It's it's ridiculous. Sure. I sure. want the big like thing that you like carve, like a big chunk of lamb. You just you just want the animal, really. I would just yeah, hack just, it. <laughs> just, a, just give me a lamb and <laughs> just, just tip gravy all over it. That's the way. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I think in this case, the camping scenario definitely sounds like the best Christmas time in the sun. That sounds amazing. You don't need to have a barbecue. You can just chill and do what you want. That sounds perfect. I I literally just sat there and watched TV most of the day. Fantastic. It was great. (laughs) To be fair, I did that mostly too, because it was just me and my mum. And to be honest, I watched so much television. I barely remember what happened in the six days (laughs) I was there. Like You stayed for six days? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I did. Yeah, so my mum lives in um, a little, I guess it's a village in Oxfordshire, which hasn't really got anything to do apart from like a pub. Um, So I did go out for a walk at some point. But all we watched was pretty much game shows and some EastEnders, because you've got to at Christmas. Of course. And a lot of, there's this uh, woman that my mum really likes called Miriam Margulies. Oh, I, I do not like her. You don't. Is she Australian? Is she Australian? Um, well, she's a, an Australian resident now. So we did actually watch a program of her because she lives in Australia for like half a year, maybe. I didn't. I think. Yeah. And she has like a camper van, and she travels around Tasmania basically, and she's trying to find the true meaning of an Australian fair go, and whether you can still have a fair go in modern Australia. <laughs> like her whole shtick is just. So, oh, I don't even know how to describe it. Well, she's a very talented lady. Like, she's in one of my favourite films of all time, which is Romeo and Juliet. She's the nurse and she's of, like a very established actress. But for some reason, I think because she farts on British television and uses the C word and has like really outrageous stories, she suddenly become like a national treasure for Britain. I will never understand the appeal of her. Like, yeah, maybe she's a great actor in whatever she does, but as a personality doing documentaries and stuff, I just, I cannot stand her. Fair enough. I'm not sure why. She's just, I think it's partly that she's representing Australia. Right. Even though she's a posh That's what she's showing to the UK. Yeah. And it's like, no. You know, Adam Hills is doing a fine job of that. We don't need her. Fair enough. um, Who is Adam Hills? Am I stupid? Oh my God. He's on a TV show called The Last Leg with Josh Whittacombe and... um, What's his name? Brooker. Alex Brooker. Oh, that guy. Sorry. Yes, we have talked about Adam Hills and his name was so nondescript to me. I've forgotten. I forgot what his name was. It's a very popular show as far as I know, but you don't watch TV. No, we're not allowed to watch that. Well, also, I don't think we're really allowed to. uh, We're not allowed to watch it because it's a um, it's not that I'm not allowed to watch it when I go and visit my mum. But it's kind of like a left wing show and she doesn't find it very funny because it takes the mick out of 
politicians that she loves and she doesn't like it as it was we watched um big fat quiz of the year and she I watched that that was good yes. and she didn't like it because they were mocking like boris johnson and stuff and she did, doesn't like it when she had it she doesn't like satire i think hmm. i think she wouldn't mind so much if it was like a party that she uh didn't like but um i think she kind of sees like satire as like a young person's comedy or something maybe i don't know but yeah she didn't like it very much she started playing a game on her phone for some of big fat quiz of the year i was like fair enough it's not great like it's it's certainly not the noel fielding russell brand goth detectives team up that i remember <laughs> for one year but um you know never mind <laughs> What else watch? Oh, EastEnders was cracking. Honestly, I am totally invested now in EastEnders because so many of the classic characters are back and I'm there for it. Like Phil Mitchell is like punching people. Fantastic. <laughs> you back know. to the good old days. Yeah, Ricky, Ricky's <laughs> in it. Brilliant. Love it. Ricky's it. Sonia's back. All right, Janine. Janine trying to kill another husband. Oh, so bad what a baddie sam mitchell she's back crazy times the slater sisters they're all in it loved it it was so bad I'm barely recognizing the names did like, you not watch the EastEnders? last time i watched the last time i watched eastenders ethel was there and and dot cotton and like we're talking like early 90s probably it's literally the last time i watched it oh r.i.p june brown she died in 2022 i know she died not that long ago oh june but she was ripe old age i think she looked exactly the same for like the last 30 years of her life it was amazing that's what that's the beauty of cigarettes isn't it you know <laughs> they, they, <laughs> they solidify like when, 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 they, when they showed pictures of her like in the last year that she was alive i'm like she looks exactly the same as like 1992 when i was watching the show <laughs> yeah. it was crazy <laughs> That's so funny. Wow. Uh, oh, we watched The King's Speech, which was very uh, important. I, did, I have seen that. I, I don't watch a lot of movies, but I did watch that about five years ago. No, no, it was, the actual it was King's Speech. Oh, the actual Our King's King. Speech. Well, guess what? I did watch that as well. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I did watch that. I liked it. But the movie it. was okay too. I haven't seen the film, but I saw our old King Charles, old King Charles, doing his like, hey... I'm I'm King Charles, but I'm not I'm not coronated yet. So I'm just this posh dude in a suit, and I'm just like casually leaning in this church. I'm just your run of the mill yeah. guy, and I'm here to yeah. tell you it'll be all right. Sorry, you're all suffering. Yeah. I'm not going to do it like the Queen would do it in my jewels and deliver my speech and go. Yeah. Sorry, you're all suffering, but I'm sat in my jewels. But maybe next year when I've got my crown, who knows? And uh, I'm so posh. I'm frightfully, frightfully posh. I was this voice that no one talks with anymore <laughs> in Britain. And it's just bloody brilliant, isn't it? So, yeah, that was good. Best bit of Christmas. I watched it and I was just thinking the whole time how many people would have been trying, like working on that and trying to get the tone exactly right. Like, that would be one of the hardest things that you could be doing because either way, there's going to be a lot of people who, who aren't happy with it. But I was just watching that thinking, 
so many people would have tried to make this good. Well, <laughs> Not having all the jewels and stuff was probably a good start. Yeah. But I suppose maybe he can't do that until he's coronated. Wait till next year, well, then we'll know. It, it certainly rubs the right-wing press and politics up the ro- wrong way, I think, because he acknowledged that there was a poverty problem in the UK at the moment. And, mm. I, and the right-wing press were like, well, he should just stay out of politics. He has no right to highlight the fact that there's poverty and people are having to eat at food banks this Christmas. Damn, damn that man. (laughs) It's like, I guess that's kind of, I don't know, good that he did because I don't really think monarchs have done that for a very long time, Mm. if ever. I mean, the Queen a few times said, yeah, you know, times are tough, it's been a hard year, but like she never actually said you know, specifically, you know, what some problems were, so. Yeah. I don't know if we why, know why the um why the right-wing people just hate the poor people so much. <laughs> I don't know if it's in the same in Australia. I think it's just this notion that, like, poor people don't work hard enough and are lazy. Oh, yeah, it's the same thing. And Yeah, just get a job. Just get a job and work hard and you'll be fine. Yeah, and if you don't like the job you're in, don't complain about it. Get a better it. job. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you, you're not earning enough money to pay the massive inflation we've had. Well, just get a better job, you loser. That's yeah. their answer. It's yeah. bizarre. It's bizarre that they think that's an actual possibility. Yeah, and if you're a nurse, it's a vocation. Why should you get paid a fair wage if you're a nurse? You're doing it because you love it. So mm. don't expect to be paid and have good working conditions whilst you're saving lives. Huh, you see the army complaining? No. <laughs> That's, that's what I understood from the, the news people of the right-wing press. Big. <laughs> There was a big, there is a big nurse shortage and I'm sure a lot of it is because the pay is just not that great. Or we say the thing that happened a few years ago that cannot be said, which may or may not have driven a load of people who were nurses out of this country. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I mean, I don't want to speculate. (laughs) Mm. You know, that's a banned word in, um, the B word is a banned word in some households. It has been so weird this last month with the train strikes and the postal strikes. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask you about the train strikes. I managed to get back to Oxford for Christmas, but this first week where I'm back at work, I literally have to work from home. I can't go into an office because there's no trains running for the whole first week of January. So it's intense. And then we also had uh, strikes at the airport, so the army have been working instead of the border control people. We've had barrister strikes, I'm pretty sure, oh, paramedic strikes. The paramedic system is crazy. There was a lot of strikes. It was basically been a general strike, but because general a general strike has been banned since, I want to say the 80s, I might have to fact check that, you can only have lots of different strikes from different sectors now. So, mm. um, yeah, it's been very weird. But but then again, you go out. I mean, this is I can only speak from my perspective going out into Bath where I live. But you wouldn't have thought there was a cost of living crisis because everyone is still out and about spending, partying, eating in restaurants. So I live in a relatively middle class city, but the tourism industry is booming. And I feel like it's hit me because food prices are so crazy. But I feel like it's definitely going to creep up even more this year, especially with the energy stuff. But Oh, yeah. You know, uh, I don't yeah, know how. The, the first bill that comes in, like after this winter, it's gonna, that's what's really going to get people, I think. So my gas and electric bill is probably going to go up to, I've just done the conversion rate here to dollars, $354 a month. A month? Yeah. So about, yeah, £200. That's a lot. 
Yeah, so it used wow. to be more like, yeah, half, it's gone up like 50%, basically. So it's half that before. And I live in a one bedroom flat. That's very close to what we used to pay per quarter. Yeah, we had a two bedroom mm. apartment mm. and it was roughly mm. 380 to $420 every three months. Yeah. And I'm sure that's gone up now because, you know, prices have gone up here now as well. But I'm not paying those bills right now, so I don't know. But I'm sure yeah. that it has gone up as well. Yeah. So, you know, Crazy. couple that with rent, which is another, like, what? oh, doing doing the maths here. So what's that? My half of the rent is, what, $700? It's just, like, it's a lot. And it means that you have to be earning, like, a, a, a middle-class wage at least to actually be comfortable at the moment unless you live up north. Mm. And it's especially in winter when it's... We're about to get the knock-on effect of the um, American storm. Uh, oh, yeah. Bomb, winter bomb. I've forgotten the name of it. So we're pro- probably going to get like a massive cold spell again, if not already, um, by the time this comes out. Because I think it was they were saying it's edging closer. It's relatively mild right now. It's raining. But it is very weird. And like, yeah. <laughs> it's not a surprise that so many people are going on strike to get more money because they don't have enough money to pay for all the things which have gone up. Yeah. I mean, that, that's got to be part of it, amongst many other things, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And then, you know, benefits haven't gone up in correlation with that. And then, you know, we've got like thousands of food banks now. And yeah, it's it's going to be hope. I mean, it's going to be a tough 2023 to start with for a lot of people. But I guess, fingers crossed. <laughs> Will Australia yeah, let us move over there instead? <laughs> that's all we can do now. <laughs> Well, there's lots of space. Unfortunately, most of it's in the middle of the desert, so yeah. it's not that great. And I'm terrified of camels, so... <laughs> okay, then that's yeah, that's not good. There's a lot of camels. No, like, I, I, I don't like them. Millions. <laughs> like, don't I, get me wrong, I could be friends with one, but I would have to kind of walk to the side of it and not be near its face because I don't trust them to not try and eat my face off or spit at me or headbutt me. And I don't like mm. the sound of them either. I find them very yeah, they're strange. Not, they're not very attractive animals, I'll say that. They're no. not appealing. <laughs> I think it's a similar thing with like llamas where I'm just kind of like, why are you heaving and frothing at me? I don't get <laughs> you. <laughs> you know? But see, I'm like that with horses. Like I can look at a horse from some distance and go, oh, wow, that's a nice looking horse. But I don't like horses. When I was growing up, I knew some people who had horses and they liked horses but every time I was near them, I just like this is what made me think of it is you said, I don't trust camels. I don't trust horses. They are so skittish, like anything, literally anything can spook a horse and you won't even know what it was. And they'll just lose it and just run or do something insane. I don't like that. Do you think uh, they see ghosts? Give me, give me a dog or a cat. You know, I, I can read I can read those animals most of the time. But a horse, I never know what's going to happen. Can you read a kangaroo? You don't want to. You don't want to be close enough to. <laughs> Because if you're close enough to, they're probably going to try and get you. Do they literally Sorry, punch you? They will. They literally just go, "All right, mate, I'm going to mess no, you up." No, no, they will kick the crap out of you before really? they punch you. Wow. Because they've got that massive tail, and they can put their weight on that tail and get these massive legs, which are almost the size of our legs, really, on big kangaroos, and they will just kick the crap out of you. Wow. And you won't even know what happened. Whoa. Have you ever seen that happen? I've seen many videos. I've never seen it happen in real life. Wow. I've been walking, doing some bushwalk paths, and kangaroos have literally just appeared like 10 metres in front of us out of nowhere, and they just stand there and stare you down 
until you slowly walk backwards away from them because you don't want to do anything else. You don't want to run. You don't want to turn your back on them. You don't want to go towards them. That's your only option unless you want to have some problems. Wow. It's not it's not fun. That is scary, but also amazing because we don't have that here, like that kind of problem with animals apart from, I don't know, I can't think of an animal that I'd be scared by. A dog yeah, that's, on, that's not on one. a leash. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's some breeds of dogs I'm, I wouldn't be very happy running into. No. Add that to the list of things I like about England is uh, almost all the animals will just, they won't do anything. They're just there. Yeah. It's fine. And here, <laughs> like so many animals will literally kill you if they have a chance. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. That's amazing. But I guess that kind of must lead you to pick up like a specific set of skills that like British people ne wouldn't necessarily like kind of like a, I would say like looking after your house a bit better because you've got creepy crawlies that come in and also just being aware of nature and not messing with it so much. I don't yes. know. I, in England, I don't think we really... I mean, we're kind to like domestic animals, but I think we don't really respect the natural world as much as we probably should. But I can't speak for everyone, I guess. It's, it's hard for me to even explain it because, yes, there's so many animals. There's all these spiders and bugs and all these things. It's just totally normal the way that I and Australians will react to those things. But that'd be very different to someone who just got off the plane from the UK and they're like, oh, look at that. Look at this thing. Yeah. It's like, no, get away from that. You idiot. So like at the moment... <laughs> Don't go anywhere near that thing. Yeah. Like at the moment, my partner's like terrified of spiders. Um, I think it's because he grew up in South Africa for a time. So whenever there's a spider, he's like, I can't handle this. And I just literally will just pick it up in my hands and put it outside or hide it or put a, like, a nook for it to just live in. I'm absolutely fine with spiders and slugs See, I don't like touching, but I did. You cannot do that here. No, but I, I think I'd be quite good at like putting something. I, w I wouldn't be too scared about at a distance putting something over a spider and like taking it outside. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's not that scary. You know, you can put a bit of paper, you can get a glass, you can do things, but you don't pick it up with your hand. No. You, you just don't know. No. Like there's, I don't know if you've seen any, the huntsman spider. Yes. It's literally like the size of your hand, like when your palm is open. Oh, you That's the size of these things. Oh, It'll you, cover your hand. Oh, oh! you'd need a and, saucepan to get rid of that, wouldn't you? <laughs> a bucket. You'd need yeah, something big. And a shot of I mean, whiskey. Maybe a really big <laughs> coffee mug could just about do it. But, but the thing is, huntsmen's are, uh, as far as I know, they're not deadly. They're not going to kill you. Mm -mm. But they're the scariest looking thing. Mm. And foreigners who come here and live here are scared to death of them because they think it's this giant spider is going to kill me. And it's like, nah, the spiders that are going to kill you are literally the size of an ant. They're yeah. the ones that are going to kill you. Wowza. And you wouldn't even know no. if it was around. Sometimes you can get bitten and you don't even see it. You don't even know where it is. It's gone. Oh my gosh. But then you've got these huntsmen. And this is the weird thing that, again, people from other countries freak out about. I've lived in so many houses where these giant huntsman spiders, you'll just wake up in the morning and there's a huntsman like in the corner mm. of the room, just sitting there. It's not doing anything. It's not going to kill you. And Australians know that, but people from other countries lose their mind when they wake up and see these giant spiders in the room. Ah, uh, I'm just Googling some huntsman spiders. Oh, yes. Ah, oh, so furry. <laughs> Such a yes. oh, poor chap. Oh, I don't mean to be ugly and large. I I'm will love you. I'm just a giant spider. I'm not going to kill you. I'll eat the insects in you, in your... Yes. In your house. They just, 
They eat bugs. I'm terrified of mice. That's my thing. I'm not scared of mice, but I've had a mouse problem and the thing of them eating everything and creating nests and scratching and I hate it. Uh, I can't even I've, handle it anymore. <laughs> I've never had that myself, but I know it would be the... I wouldn't be scared of it. It would just annoy the crap out of me because I know it's so hard to solve that problem. Well, yeah. And like, also, you know that the poor mouse's eventual fate is going to be death because especially when you're living in rented property, the minute you get a mouse in the house, they're like, nope, we are going to have to kill this mouse. Yeah. So the mouse problem when we had it, it just like got around everything. It created, it laid babies in my clothes cupboard. I called the landlord and I was like, please come and take these away. They were squirming in pink (laughs) and horrible. And then like the mice just wouldn't die. And then I think the pest controller, like it kept like eating the poison and then just leaving it in piles all around the flat. And then the pest controller eventually had to put down rat poison, I think. And then we never knew where the mouse died, which was very disconcerting. So I think when I move, I'm probably going to find like a skeleton somewhere in my flat. Well, no, no. If it it died somewhere in the house, you would have known about it because they stink. I think it was maybe in a corner under the sink because I've got like a built-in kitchen unit thing. And I think it like managed to get somewhere, but I can't see. Oh, no, no. Still, you would know from the smell if it was there. They really stink. Oh when they God. start rotting. Oh, God. So, so hopefully it ran away out of the house and it's... Died because, there. yeah, you, you would have known about it. Oh, that's why I'm, like, really pro getting a cat next time I live somewhere. Yes. Because, you yes, know... Yes, get a cat. Yes. That's the answer. Yeah. But then again, some cats just don't care. No. <laughs> about mice. They're just like, eh, whatever. That's, that's not, true. Not, that's not my job. But then, is it, like, quite scary to have domestic animals in Australia then? Because what if your dog, like, does have to face off, like, what if it goes off its leash and it meets a kangaroo and, like, oh, my God, that would be the worst? Or your cat, like... Yeah. Oh, what if they bring in creatures? What if your cat, like, catches a spider and then brings it into the house or something? Well, ah! it's... This is probably an issue in the UK, but it's a it's more of a maybe a legal issue here. It's like if your cat is if you let your cat outside, yeah, it's going to catch something. Yeah. But in the UK, it's not going to catch protected species and endangered species. Oh. But that happens here. Oh. They catch these little like not possums. Possums are big, but like there's smaller marsupials and these little animals and like native Australian birds. They kill them and people lose their minds like about that issue. Uh, like every time someone puts like a, well, n- not on Twitter, but like on some forums or message boards and they're like, oh, missing cat. My cat ran away. My cat didn't come back for dinner or whatever. And it's like, well, why was your cat outside? That's the first question. It's like, you're an idiot. You shouldn't let your cat outside. Whoa. Oh, and see, that's totally see- normal here. That's a very common uh, response to oh my cat's dead and it's like well why did you let it outside it's there's no sympathy it's like it's your fault you let it out you know this could happen you know it got eaten by whatever wild animal too bad there's no sympathy because wow. it's all down to the owner and it's it's not good see we have the opposite here like if you keep your cat indoors all day it's like animal cruelty and you need to have like a garden and space for a cat to go and explore total opposite here 
you know, um, I quite, I love if my If you've cat. got a fully enclosed backyard yeah. and you know that the cat cannot climb that fence somehow, that's fine. But if it can get out, that's a problem. Whoa. Because it's going to kill something or something's going to kill it. Whoa, that's definitely a culture shock. I would never, never want to keep a cat indoors unless it was sick, I don't think. Or like, I know some people keep their cats indoors at night because there's other nasty cats that come out. Mm. But yeah, no, like even in like adoption, if you're going to go and adopt a cat, they come and inspect your home and see if the cat has enough outdoor space for it to actually roam around and stuff. So, but that is. I know that's been happening for a while Mm. and like it's really strange to me it's like that's what you do when you adopt a child they come around your house they do all these inspections they talk to people it's like it's a cat it's a dog it's like yeah I'm getting it from you know RSPCA or whoever yeah because this is what people say you should do you should get a rescue animal yeah they make it so hard I can just go and get one from this guy down the street who just had a litter of cats and it cost me nothing and there's no checks. Whoa. And then they wonder why people don't do it the official way. Whoa, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think the UK has amazing, specifically for domestic animal, um, like welfare checks. And I think yes. it's, you know, we do, we are a very caring nation in that way. And you look at like, say, America, where you've just like literally got dogs like thrown in bags and bins and stuff and it's like when you couldn't that would hardly hardly really ever happens in the UK that kind of stuff but at the same time like if I were to get a cat now I just wouldn't be allowed one because I have like not a lot of room in my flat and I don't really have a cat I mean I have a garden but I don't have a cat flap so yeah I definitely wouldn't be allowed a dog you're not even allowed to have dogs in rental places really over here because Mm. of the noise and the smell so it's sad out of so many countries I've been to, the UK is probably the... They they love pets the, the most, more than any other place, like, like more than here. Yeah. And I remember... Do you remember this? Oh, you don't watch TV. Maybe you don't. This would have been at least five years ago, maybe 10. Yeah. There was CCTV of some woman who walked past somebody's house yeah and there was a cat sitting on the fence and she picked it up and just chucked it in the bin i do remember that and people lost their minds it was insane that's the worst i just remember that and i'm like wow i mean if it wasn't on video you know she probably did that every day yeah no that's crazy crazy. that's horrible why would you do that who does that who puts a cat in a bin awful disgusting who puts any animal in a bin you suck (laughs) and i'm sure she i don't know what happened to her but i just remember that story being so big. Oh. I mean, a cat couldn't get out of a bin. No. <laughs> a kangaroo but, could kick its way out. Oh, God. You, you couldn't get one in a bin. <laughs> Not a chance. <laughs> oh, are there, any, are there any Australian animals that you do like? Like, do you ever... I know koalas really smell, but do you, like... Does it melt your heart to see a little koala eating on a, on a leaf? It's great to see a koala. It's great to see an echidna. It's great to see a platypus, which is very rare. It's great yeah. to see a wombat when it's not squashed on the side of the road. Right, yeah, I but, guess. But uh, none of them are really going to do anything to you. No. Echidnas are just these tiny little spiky things who just, you know, wander along. They're just funny. They're all fine. I like seeing them. Even koalas are fine. But I don't want to be more than like a metre close to mm. one. One metre, that's about as close as I need to be. But a kangaroo. Is the kangaroo oh. the most scariest? Like, is that the one where you're like, no, oh, like, is it anything probably. more scary? Yeah. It probably is. There's probably something I'm not thinking of. But oh, emus, is, emus is as well. 
Oh, they're scary. Yeah. They're giant. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> they are giant and they've got these beady eyes and they're scary. And again, they're very unpredictable. Maybe if you've spent a lot of time with them, they're predictable. But to most people, you don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's oh. the same thing like when you're driving. If an emu or a kangaroo runs onto the road in front of you, you have no idea what they're going to do because they don't know what – I don't think they know. <laughs> if you could predict what they're going to do, they'd be way – less dead animals on the side of the road sure but they they just they'll jump that way and then they'll change their mind like mid bounce and then they'll try and turn and then go a different way and you're just trying not to hit them yeah and you know you can't slam your brakes on because there's three cars behind you and then yeah you know it's just they say the best thing is to just keep going yeah which is awful but yeah it's the safest thing you can do yeah i think we have a similar thing here yeah it's like don't swerve don't slam your brakes on yeah. yeah, that's just, this is not a good topic to be talking about. Oh, no, we were just talking about all let's, our favourite food. <laughs> let's go back to something we talked about before. I watched Yeah. I watched Ant and Deck, Let's Get Ready yeah. to Rumble. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mind it. It's just, it's so weird to see them sing and dance because I've only ever seen them as TV presenters because I wasn't around when they were young. Yeah. And I've only seen them do like I'm a Celebrity and like game shows and stuff. Yeah. And then to see them doing that, yeah, it was just really funny. Yeah, PJ and Duncan were a big deal. And yeah, that song was so big. I sent you a video of some, they did like a reunion thing. I think it was like 2012. It was, it was a while ago. Yeah. But they like they did the whole song, they did the dance and everything yeah. again and it was just it was really funny. Yeah, and then they did uh yeah, the football song were on the ball, which mm. was also a big hit. I'm pretty sure they were in a movie as well, which was uh, like an alien autopsy movie. Ooh. Um and it's called Yes, it's called Alien Aut- Autopsy, 2006 oh, wow. film. Is it a South African movie maybe? What are they doing in a South African movie? I don't know. I think it's like South African funded, but they were like in it. Um yeah, Alien Autopsy. Okay, I'm going to try and track Alien Autopsy down to watch because I feel like I have watched it, but I don't remember it so well. There was no Anton Deck at Christmas, unfortunately. I mostly watched two it shows. Was, but you didn't see it. I didn't see it. Why was they, that? They they did a Limitless Win Christmas edition. Jimmy Carr and Catherine Ryan were on there. And the guy with the teeth. I can't remember his name. They, yeah, there was. What was... I, 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 what? What's Limitless? What, like... Limitless Win. It's some sort of game show. What is win, Limitless Win? I've never seen that. I didn't know that existed. Why was I oh, not wow. shown this? Exactly. This is Absolutely. stupid. You, you can, it's, it's on the ITV website you can Um, watch it on there okay i'll have a look i haven't watched it yet but i'm going to but i know it was on okay i'm gonna i'm gonna look for that um i watched you mentioned the wheel with uh michael mcintyre oh yeah i watched an episode of that (gasps) i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's one of those shows that you can just have on in the background you don't sit there and watch that show it's just on in the house he's the worst uh, it just reminds me why i don't like michael mcintyre it's disgusting i don't understand why he exists his voice (laughs) is the worst i don't (laughs) horrid yes i did watch the wheel because it's a bit like trivial pursuit meets mastermind or something like again so many people like him he sells out massive tours every year so there's some appeal i can't see it no. I don't know what it is. No. 
But Did you watch any, have you seen The Chase? I have seen The Chase. Yeah, I, I watched uh, not, that. Like here, uh, they show both the UK version and the Australian version. I think the UK version's on at like 3.30 in the afternoon. The Australian one's on at, I think, 5.30. So sometimes I'll see like the last five minutes of it before the six o'clock news, but I've never sat down and watched an episode of it. It's, um, I don't mind it. I like, I think Bradley Walsh is good at what he does as a like traditional British TV presenter. He's got yeah. the banter, he's got the kind of old school old school bants and he also presented over Christmas Blankety Blank Celeb yeah the new version of Blankety Blank which I loved when I was little so that was quite fun to watch that again did you ever see Blankety Blank? There was an Australian show called Blankety Blanks I don't think I've seen the UK one ever it was presented by well back then Lily Savage who's actually Paul O'Grady's drag character basically I don't know if you know Paul O'Grady he's like quite a big deal Yes. Yeah, so he had a character called Lily Savage and Lily Savage presented Blankety Blank for a long time. And for some reason, when I was little, like, I just found that the most fascinating thing ever. And I was like, I'm into this. Yay, Lily Savage, did, love her. <laughs> did he have like some sort of talk, late night talk show or something years ago? I can't remember. If it was, I think he had a like daytime early show. Early 2000s. He had a daytime show. I can't remember if he had a nighttime show. Or maybe show. it was daytime. But it was like a sort of talk show thing. Yeah, he definitely had a talk show. Yeah. Um, and now he mostly does like the show about Battersea Dogs Home. Oh, yeah. So Blankety Blank's on. And did you have Pointless over there? I can't remember if you did have Pointless. Pointless? Like that. Is yeah. that the one with um, the tall guy? Armstrong, Alexander Armstrong. No. no, but I know, I know, I know the guy you're talking about. Yeah. No, I'm thinking of who's the really tall guy. <laughs> Richard Osman is on it. Name. He's like yes, the quiz master. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so the, that, yeah, it is the right show. That's yeah. what I'm thinking of. Yeah, Richard Osman. Who's the brother of? Oh, I'm going to get a slap on the wrist for getting this wrong. Of someone in Suede, the band British oh, band okay. Suede. Yes, yeah, pointless. I quite like because I just I just like seeming really intelligent and trying to get the pointless answer. I'm like, oh yeah, that's the most obscure answer anyone could say. I'm yeah. so clever. Oh, then oh. if you if you think that way, you should like that. What's that? Um, Victoria Corin Mitchell show. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I try to I try to play along of with course. that. Of course, you'd like that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> have I said how I watched that show you sent me? Have you been paying attention one? Oh, yeah, yeah. We watched that. Uh, we watched an episode with Tim Minchin on it. And, oh, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, you, you guys are rude over there in your telly, aren't you? You're like roasting see, I, I all the time. It. Filthy language. Oh, my goodness. It's just, Again, it's just because that's just normal here. So I don't really notice. Those shows all start at like 8.30 or 9 o'clock. So it's after the time you're allowed to say oh, those right. things. It's yeah, not like yeah. a, a midday show or something. Right. I think there's sort of like a, a level of humour which you're allowed to get away with over there that we're not anymore. Like, I think there's kind of like an old school joke mm. thing. Like, I think you're a bit less... Um, I don't want to use the uh, global terms of woke and stuff, but I think there's like a kind oh, of... We, we are definitely I, somehow still less politically correct, even though everyone yeah. says everything's, you can't say anything. Well, you can still say whatever you want. 
you just got to deal with the consequences of it. But I still yeah. think somehow, I think it's because we're so far away from everything else in the world, we can still just, yeah, yeah, yeah. just do whatever we want. Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, I think some of the jokes were like, oh, wow, I don't know if you could actually say that now on English telly. I didn't like you know, mine so much because I think, like, you know, humour can be subjective or whatever. And sometimes you can say a bad joke. Sometimes you can say something that's offensive, but it's just an older style of humour. But yeah, especially the, the women on the show were like particularly like quite uh, colourful with their <laughs> with their jokes it was very full on a lot of talking about piss oh you gotta piss in your bedroom mate or something <laughs> like, oh, I, I do remember that episode actually yeah <laughs> yeah and they were like making jokes about like a guy who was like dressed dressed up as a woman for a show and they were like oh you look beautiful mate oh look at your legs <laughs> it was just like you couldn't like, you, like in, in England you'd just be like oh well done good for you <laughs> you know whereas on this like, show it was like haha you're a man wearing a dress <laughs> yeah it was quite funny I like, enjoyed it <laughs> there was a like a Saturday night variety show which which ran like all I think it started like late 70s that went all through the 80s up into maybe I think maybe mid 90s it stopped maybe 93 94 and it was on Saturday night and they had all different sorts of things and they have like this um the, there's always like three guest judges mm. like whoever's on the show and then you know you get these people come out and do some act yeah, yeah. oh like a Britain's Got Talent thing but yeah it, yeah, yeah it was show. actually yeah it, it was like that but this was way before those things even existed a variety show type thing yeah 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 and yeah. They were off for a few years, and I remember they did a special. It was in, I think it was 2009, and uh, Harry Connick Jr. was one of the guests, and they had the first act came out, I don't know, it was some new comedian or something, and then someone was doing juggling, you know, all the normal stuff. There was this group of, I think, five guys came out, and they were called the Jackson Jive, and it was five white guys, and they all had, like, black Afro wigs on. Oh, no. And, yes, they had blackface. And oh, Harry Connick no. Jr., being from the South in America, was not impressed. But Australians watched it, and I think most people didn't have a clue what was wrong with it. Oh, my goodness. we don't have any of that minstrel history and all that stuff that America's obsessed with. Right. With good reason in some cases, but yeah, yeah, yeah. that whole thing never happened here. And wow. most people were like, what's his problem? It's funny. Wow. And so it was, see, that's, this is what I'm talking about. We're so far away and isolated from all this other stuff that happens in the world. That yeah. That wasn't an issue in 2009. Wow. And yeah, that sounds like a long time ago, but even at the time it was like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't be doing that anymore. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, I think... <laughs> but then, then you've got, like, Little Britain, who was still doing that. 2003, 2004? Yeah. Was still doing blackface. Lee Francis in Bo Selector was still doing that around yeah. that time. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So it's not like it was an isolated thing. No. Uh, there was an Australian comedian, I can't think of his name. He did a show called Summer Heights High. Uh, he did that a few others. That rings a bell. And I can't think of his name. But he he did a few more shows after that one, I think, and he basically got cancelled before that was a thing. Right. This is like mid to late maybe like 2000s, like, I don't know, 2010 or whatever. Yeah. And he's been silent ever since because it's like everyone's just like, you can't do that anymore. And that was his main thing. He dressed up as all these different characters. Some of them had darker skin than his own white skin. And, yeah, people just went, no, nah, you're done. <laughs> 
Wow. Uh, yeah, see, you'd assume that something like that would still be quite tricky with like Australia's history and own like you know Aboriginal past and like Australia like, has such a weird relationship with the colonial past. And most of that relationship is just forget it ever happened. Yeah, brush it under. Nothing to see here. We don't need to talk about that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then all the indigenous Australians are all yeah. like, no, actually, we do need to talk about this yeah. because you're still refusing to talk about it. And there's things that we need to have conversations about. Yeah. But most Australians are just like, eh, nah, that's that's uncomfortable. So I don't like that. I'll just turn around and walk away now. Yeah. Which is not. Yeah, it's the easy way. But, you know, sometimes progress is not easy. Yeah. yeah is that yeah. what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's. um. I've heard a lot of kind of from people who have lived in Australia for a time say, well, that's sort of the case. And obviously, I mean, I've never been, I don't live there. I can't judge for how, you know, those conversations happen. I get a lot of feed about New Zealand and their kind of progressive ways of trying to do things. Mm. But Australia, I, I know there's a lot of, I mean, that's like a whole podcast in itself about, you know, how that kind of whole history is changing but that is a very british thing to do though actually is just sort of go well it never happened it's in the past you know let's just move forward and not really you know reflect on yeah don't things. don't deal with that don't learn anything just yeah. uh, just forget about it yeah 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 but, um, no, the i think australia has a not undeserved reputation for casual racism. Yeah. And it's in most of the time, it's in no way meant to offend anybody. Right. Because there's this, the Australian sense of humour is you take the piss out of everyone and anyone. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if they're different in certain ways and you, you'll call that out. Yeah. But to foreigners who come here and are like, you, you can't say that. It's like, why not? Yeah. He said it yeah. to me, you know. There's, there's, yeah. There's, because there's no intent behind it. But it's still technically racism. Yeah. But it's just not seen as that serious a thing here. And eventually it will be, as it is in many other countries. Mm. Like America is just obsessed with it. Yeah. And, you know, and they've got their own history to, to deal with, which they're sort of still refusing to deal with in a lot of ways as well. Yeah. We'll, we'll get there one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's it's really interesting. And again, like, unless you're specifically living in a country, it's really difficult for anyone to even kind of judge how that way of life is. And like you say, like, humour is so different across the globe and just everyday interactions. And it's... I, I wouldn't want to judge how anyone does anything because I don't live there. You watched Have You Been Paying Attention? Yeah. And Sam Pang is on that right front seat. And I don't think an episode goes by where there's not at least two Asian jokes at his expense. And it's perfectly fine. Mm. And sometimes he's the one making it, which he can do. But that's totally acceptable for, yeah. for some reason. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I, I'm not claiming to understand it. <laughs> no. That's just how it is. <laughs> And maybe it's not the way it should be, but that's the way it is. And hey, listen, I watched a bit of going round the um, round the twist the other day, and there was literally <laughs> an episode where a boy gets a fish that swims into his penis, and it goes round and round and round. And I don't claim to understand that either, and how that was part of a children's show. But oh good for God. you, Australia. I'm glad. I'm glad you letting that happen. You let that happen. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. <laughs> did you did we talk about who won i'm a celebrity had that happened before the last show yeah yeah we chatted about about the football lady whose name i've forgotten oh yes 
yes, yes, yes. Okay. The lioness. Is it a lioness? I don't know. Yes, Jill. Jill, Jill. somebody. Jill. But you have to tell me, during that show, I must have seen this ad about 4,000 times. You have to tell me what the heck a tombola is. I've never heard the word in my life before watching this year's I'm a Celebrity. A tombola? I must have heard it about 1,000 times. T-O-M-B-O-L-A. I don't know what it is. It sounds like a hat. I don't it's, know. it's like a drum with a handle and you put, um, so say you're doing it for bingo. You have bingo over there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you like put the... Or I figured raffle. it was some sort of game, but I just yeah. I, I just it, kept seeing these ads and I'm like, what the hell is this about? Yeah, so you put like numbers or raffle tickets or the lottery balls in it and you, you spin it around and then with the handle, it's like a box that you spin around and then you pick out the thing at random okay. and then you win a prize. Like if you've that got that ad number. was literally on every single ad break yeah. of I'm a Celebrity. Yeah. Every ad break. That's a tombola. There you non-stop. go. Wow, okay. Learn something new every day. Yeah. You know, you should make one. I could have looked it up, but I'm like, no, I can, I can ask you. <laughs> Are you the person to bring tombolas to Australia? I think you should no. do it. Go on. No. Oh, no, no thanks. <laughs> I, I can't be bothered doing anything. No, fair enough. I have no ambition. And okay. I think maybe maybe a, a lot of Australians are like that. No fair go for you. It's this, yeah. It's this just <laughs> laid back. It's laid back, but like to the extreme. It's like, I don't want to do anything. I don't even want to have a job. I just, I don't want to do it. I just want to eat food and watch TV and do nothing. It's beautiful. Oh, the right wing press would hate you over here. You want it? Oh, you're so lazy. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not. No, no, no. They wouldn't hate me because I'm not, uh, I'm not claiming benefits or something. So oh, I see. I, I wouldn't be affecting them. No. I wouldn't be stealing their tax dollars no. that they work, probably didn't work so hard for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Anyway, we're almost out of time. No, so how there's so we... much to talk about. There's more. Shout out R.I.P. Pele, R.I.P. Vivian Westwood. That's sad. Yes, that in the same day. The yes. same day. Um, obviously, Vivian Westwood is a big blow for the UK. Shaped, shaped so much culture. I just know she was a, a, a fashion lady and that's about all I know. I don't know. I don't know anything about fashion. So she basically, her and her husband at the time kind of styled the Sex Pistols and created the kind of punk fashion movement. Uh-huh. So that kind of, yeah, like, you know, safety pins and tartan and that kind of style that shaped late 70s in Britain was basically down to her. So, and she's like a big activist and so yeah, so kind of mm. in terms of cultural icons, Vivian Westwood was quite a big one. Um, and then I guess people are very sad about Pele because they love football over here. So Pele, mm. it's a big deal for football. Well, at, at least he got to see one more World Cup. Exactly, which only which only just ended. <laughs> yeah, and he I, held out. He held out. He watched it. Like the, I saw a picture of him, like sitting there watching it. Yeah, uh, only a few weeks ago. Oh, good for you, Pele. But um, that was a sad, a sad end to 2023. But, you know. 2022. 2022, sorry. Gosh, pickled <laughs> brain. But yeah, that's... Well, uh, all I can say is stay warm over there. Oh, I'm freezing. I need to put my slippers on. I've got it's the central heating on. And I'm sweating. 
oh, it's uh, 10 past 10 in the morning here and I've got the central heating on. I'm probably going to make a hot water bottle. Uh, it's raining. But I'm going to look at my temperature. Do you do centigrade or Fahrenheit over there? Centigrade. Yeah, okay. So my house is 22 with the heating on. So if I didn't That's... have the heating on, it would be about 13 but when this beast from the east round two, my house can drop to like eight, seven degrees inside if I don't have the heating on. So, oh, wow. and I've got like really old windows as well because I live in a listed building. So I have these like big Georgian windows so they, and they don't have secondary glazing on them. So oh, no. You've we have, have to like that. put all the gap, we have to like close up all the gaps. It's a bit intense though. But listen, we've got Udis, we've got big jumpers. I've yeah. got my new Australian made vintage Coogie that I was given oh, are you, for Christmas. You me the picture of that thing, yeah. Oh my gosh. Like it's my dream to own one and someone I know in America knew I loved it and sent it to me for Christmas and I cried. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so lame, but I did. I was like, this is one of the nicest things anyone's it's ever just done for me. It's my made in Australia vintage coogie. <laughs> and I could literally feel like I could be like in the Wu-Tang Clan now because they all wear coogies and I love it. <laughs> Which I know that sounds really weird, but I love Wu-Tang. <laughs> so oh man like yeah i love basically like 80s 90s hip-hop but it's a very new thing because i grew up very british and white and didn't really know what hip-hop was so this is like a very new addition to my life so i'm still learning loads that's a, um that, that'll be that's another show that's that's another thing yeah well that's it's all... been a great time as always i haven't developed an australian accent yet which oh no happens you don't uh, want that though yeah i do i love it <laughs> <laughs> gotta put my thongs on and go to the beach mate oh that's not bad it's not bad <laughs> but again i don't even have that strong of an accent compared to some people so i know you don't that's you're not why gonna i'm not get adopting much, it you're not gonna get much from me <laughs> oh man i'm gonna i'm gonna try and do a whole show where i'm speaking in an accent just just watch <laughs> neighbors like for non-stop for i don't know okay actually Chat. no watch go on go on go on youtube and find some old like steve Irwin documentaries because oh. he's he's got the accent love it i follow um his son on tiktok robert and yeah, I love Robert. I, yeah. well, I love The how... enthusiasm that kid has is just, it blows my mind. He's so much like his dad. Oh, so positive and so excited about everything and anything. And I also, But that yeah. means I also find it really hard to relate to him because I am usually negative about everything. And then I yeah. see someone like him and I'm like, why, why can't I be positive? Why can't it's just I be not, you? It's just not going to happen. <laughs> oh, I, well. I, I just live to be his, uh, the opposite of him. Okay. All right. Okay. okay. That's good to know. Opposite of Robert. Okay. The good stuff. Well, listen, I'm sorry. I'm sorry we can't be like Robert Owen, but happy new year, everybody. Happy new I, year. I, I wish you positivity, happiness. I'll try. New things, I'm trying to new be experiences positive. and everything lovely. That's what I have to say got to be positive like Robert Irwin go on give yes. it a go I need to watch his documentary and just be like him yeah exactly and thank you for listening everyone who's been listening I know I've had some feedback I've had some people say they've been tuning in so there thank you there's it's slowly slowly growing there's people exactly coming. like a fungus slowly growing <laughs> this podcast <laughs> okie dokie 
That's all. That's all. Till next time. Bye bye. Take it easy.